All right, and welcome back to episode 9 of On The Hook, my Dead by Daylight podcast. Today we're talking everything about developers' question and answers, the change to D-Strike, the change to Object of Obsession, and we've got a special outtake at the end, discussing Cheryl. Stay tuned, guys. All right, so welcome back to episode 9 of On The Hook. So today we have Captain Salty, we've got Neo, Potato Legion, Skinny Quinny, and Tat. So welcome back again, guys. Appreciate you coming on. Um, so plenty to talk about today. <laughs> Quite a lot. It obviously changed during the week. I had some ideas of things to talk about. And then we got hit with the developer's question and answers. So first question, guys, without going into too much detail, because as you'll imagine, we've probably got some questions around what was said. What did you make of the de- developer's question and answers? Woohoo. <laughs> uh just you know there was sometimes where they did where they did kind of skip around a few questions but honestly them sort of opening up to the community a little bit more even though let's be honest we kind of wish they were doing it earlier but it's kind of a it's a very much good step forward for the for this uh q a for the developers and the community i reckon yeah you know we uh we did have the usual responses for a lot of stuff like oh we can't talk about this it's something we'd like to do but uh I think we could all agree that them announcing balance changes or ideas of balance before they hit the live server is a really good step in the right direction. I love the clear communication, and I hope that they share more in design perks and add-on changes and stuff like that, like they did with Object, because, dude, even though that's not coming out like anytime soon, just the fact that they acknowledge that it's broken is great and that we can have a say in how things are changed. I, I mean, I didn't actually watch it, because um, I was streaming at the time, but um, I, I think it's good that they're actually sort of putting out suggestions for what ideas uh, they want to do, and then asking the community for feedback. Because you saw on their Twitter, they are like, this is a change on objects, what do you guys think of it? So I think that's really nice that they're doing that, and they should continue doing that. And as uh, Tanya said, this is a step in the right direction, so good stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one thing you mentioned there, one thing I took out of it, I, I was the same. I sort of flicked between it, um, so I didn't sit and watch it out and out. But the feedback on the changes, I was quite impressed with because I think a lot of the criticism they've had, um, for example, like the Mori change, it just appeared in one of the patches, you know, so it was quite good that they gave feedback on the changes. And I know you've mentioned Twitter there, Potato Legion, but one thing I've noticed is that they are posting a lot of stuff on Twitter trying to answer questions. So I don't know if it's a new direction they are wanting to go down and hopefully to step in the right direction. But yeah, I was quite pleased with it overall. Anybody else, Skinny Quinny, did you have any thoughts on? Well, uh, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch it, right. but uh, uh, I yeah, pretty much I agree with everyone else. I, I like the way that they're being more open and honest, and, uh, honest with the changes that they're doing. Yeah, fair enough. Captain Salty, did you manage to watch it? Or... Yeah, what I don't understand is they said it last Q&A before that, that Object of Obsession is a fine perk and they don't want to change it. And now they're like, we have some discussion and we had like some project and you can now vote on a concept that might get into the game. Which like, what is the sense that they like this, this change of, of mind at this, this moment? Like, they were like, Object of Obsession, according to our statistics, is a fine perk because the escape rate is not high enough. Did they actually understand why the fuck it was a problem? Or why did they change the mind on that? Like, the Object of Obsession change is pretty good, but like, why did they change the mind on that? 
yeah it definitely has to come down to just like community outrage because like even like the question that was asked is like given that I, I don't remember what exactly they said i'm gonna paraphrase a bit but like given that the reception to the lack of change to object was not well received are there any planned changes to object <laughs> like are you guys gonna listen or not so um i i think just like the whole community freaking out about it was was definitely a uh, a contributing factor i will say yeah i mean what i, I still understand is why the fuck did they say you know, the, the heart is staying like it is like we should we just adjusted the colorblind settings so people can uh see this this uh Hot better, but yeah, the plague is still fucked. You know, it's like it will come like this on the like like life version of the game, and it's like yeah, like don't care about like the seven hundred thousand up uh, downvotes on fucking Reddit that <laughs> this fucking hot sucks. You just bring it into the game anyway. Yeah, not it, even it, make it customizable, which is like what was the biggest point of me. Like, why don't you just add an option of turning it on or off? Is that hard? Well, that was mentioned in the question and answers. They're going to look at customization, but not yet. So um, reading between the lines, I think that's probably going to be a case of it'll happen at some point in the future, but not as yet. The other thing that was interesting, I, I made a video about it and it got quite a few comments on and a few people did mention, is it because they're getting some competition? There was Monstrum 2. I mean, I don't think personally after playing Monstrum 2, it's going to be much of competition at the minute. But between that, 2020, which wasn't probably a good year for the developers, and a new game coming out, is that a case of maybe they've had to change how they've approached things? I don't know. But we shall wait and see. Right, let's dig deeper then into the questions. So you, obviously, guys, you're going to know this is going to be brought up. The biggest talking point, decisive strike happy or not happy very very happy great change um i was a little worried uh about the healing and how that would interact like i, I talked about like if you get to unhooked and then someone tries to heal you does that deactivate the perk turns out louis mclean has already said that that will not deactivate the perk you using a healing perk will not deactivate the perk as long as something else in the game heals you and you're not actively healing, it will not deactivate the perk. So you have to go out of your way to deactivate it, basically. Yeah. And so it's nice. It actually is an anti-tunnel perk now. Yeah, I agree with Tat, though. It does exactly what it says on the tin now. It can't be abused by survivors. You know, the amount of times you've had a survivor just continue doing a gen in your face because they've brought unbreakable DS. <laughs> it's just frustrating. But now it's doing exactly what it says on the tin. So if you go heal, do gens, whatever, you're going to lose your DS and be punished for it. So it's going to allow for some smart plays for killers as well. It's going to allow for more cautious plays by survivors. This is a great change. I really, really like it. I uh, I love it. I'm, it's obviously great. It's now an anti-tunnel perk and it's not like going to be abused. But I do have two small concerns or changes I would kind of like them to look into doing. Uh, the first, uh, as touched upon with the healing, I, I might just not be reading this too well myself, but as far as I understand it, as long as you yourself don't complete the healing action, you can still be healed and then take two health states and still have the SO. I don't know if that is the case or if I'm just missing information. And also, there's no uh, system in place around it when it comes to the end game. If, if 
if there's no gens to do totems or anything, there's just the gates to do, then survivors can still have DS up in that state and then it could still be quite strong in the end game. But that's all I'd change to it. I still think overall the, the, the fact they're changing it is great, but I do have just those two small concerns. Pretty much completely agree with everyone. It's even especially with Oso Queenie said, uh, I would also I would pretty much just like maybe with the exit gates as well. I'm not sure. It didn't say anything to do with the exit gates, I don't believe, because I honestly cannot remember off the top of my head right now. No, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. It may, maybe I would just like for it to maybe disable when you open exit gates as well, and then I would probably be perfectly happy with it. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts on it, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Um, I hear what you're saying, Skinny Quinny. I mean, obviously, I think we had a discussion and where decisive strike really hurt me the most. I, 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 I did say it in the Discord, I know we got into quite a bit of a debate over it. Uh, for me, I didn't think it's as big a problem as what the community thinks. Uh, I just play around it. Sometimes I will decide if I want to eat a DS or not or risk it. Sometimes I'll just leave them slugged. And... Yeah, you know, I don't win every game, so that's fine. It's, um, you know, but I didn't really come across it as such a major issue. Um, but I do like the change. I think, like everyone said, it is now an anti-tunneling pack. It is what it is. But yeah, you were still going to have the problems in the end game. But again, how often that happens is a different question, really. But Captain Salty, what did you think about Decisive Strike? The problem with Decisive Strike right now and always will be the end game. Because if you consider you're being a nice killer and you're like, oh, I don't go after you, but you should because you want to get Decisive Strike out of the way so it doesn't bother you in the end game anymore, which is why people struggle against this perk. Because they don't can't they can't just like tunnel one out of the game and make sure that they use the decisive strike. If you notice they missed the missed Decide to strike or don't have it, just let them slug again. You know, like, you just want to pick them up to get it out of the way as fast as possible. That's the problem with Decide Strike. It's not an anti-tunneling perk, it's just an annoying perk in general. And even though they changed it when you go, when you do an action, when you do an action, it, it deactivates. Uh, it's it's still, that thing is like, if killer play nice, and that's what I always say is fair and nice, between the difference of fair and nice killers, fair killers do everything to win. But they also respect like the other side having having a chance to win this because they can do it because they just outplay the killer they can still win this game. Nice killers make everything they should they make uh, they they can do to have both sides enjoying the game, which in the end bites them in the butt because they get out because Strike is selective, and they can't slug because of Unbreakable and they can't pick him up because of D Strike. They will get out of the game just because the killer was too nice in the whole game. Um, it will it still be the case, but I never had the problem because I tunnel the shit out of people when I when I think they have D-Strike because I want them to use D-Strike as fast as possible so I don't have to worry about it in the late game anymore. But do you think that, uh, obviously, um, you know, we're on about having fun for both sides. I've been on the receiving end of tunneling and I, I, I put it on, again, we had this discussion midweek, but uh, one game in particular... I was in a dead zone. I took that decision to go to dead zone. I know Captain Salt, you're going to say that was your bad play. I took that decision to go to dead zone because otherwise I was going to run to where people were doing gens. Now, that killer, 
just completely tunneled me. As soon as I got took off, he was there. He'd run past other players. The other teammates realised what was going on and were even trying to take hits and he, he wouldn't entertain it. And he got me out of the game pretty quickly and I de-pipped. Didn't have fun and wished I had de-strike but just didn't have the perk on. I mean, is that... I know you're saying you want to tunnel them and get them out of the game, but is that situational? No, I want to tunnel them to get them out, let a D-strike out of the game. I don't want to get the person out of the game. They can go into the exit gates, but at least they don't have DSD strike active anymore when they are there, because they used it already. So I pressure the team so hard, often, that they have to use D-strike, so, to get, so they have a new chance of actually fucking up the game for themselves and the team. And that's what you should do as D-strike, and that's like still an unhealthy thing. Even now, that it doesn't, that it doesn't really change in the end game when the exit gates are open that's like the biggest problem is like that you get a second chance of getting freshly unhooked even though the exit gates are open now you can ask yourself what can i do to prevent that from happening you could have downed them or killed them before that happens you know it's just bad on you playing or you play <laughs> no or blood ward and stuff like that and make them not get as escape uh, out of destroy but that's another thing the problem with that is like the the Killers mostly play nice because they think both sides should be should have fun and then they get punished by D-Strike. Because D-Strike is still active, even in the endgame, because people did not use it, because they didn't feel like the need to it. Because killers are too nice, don't really pressure, don't really play an unfun way of like stopping survivors from actually doing generators and make them let them do generators to have a few of uh, of a few fun chases and then in the end they get punished for that. And that's the thing with D-Strike. It's still a completely unfun power perk if you have to deal with it in an L8 game. So get it out as fast as possible or like deal with the consequences, which is still a problem with the D-Strike. Even though it's an anti-tunneling perk, it should not uh, help you get out of the game if you don't deserve to get out of the game, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. So a follow-up question to that, guys. If there was one thing you could change about this new, D this new proposed D-Strike, what would you change? Uh, probably either it, probably just adding that it either gets disabled when endgame collapse is going on or disable when opening a gate. Other than that, I'm pretty much okay with it. Uh, I'm fine with what it does. Uh, I just think they should be a little bit more clear with the description. Although I've uh, I've been reading a few things that the designers have been saying. Apparently, they actually ran out of text space for the perk slot. So they 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 reached a word count limit, adding all these uh, situational deactivations to it. That's funny. Um, so it it would be nice if you would have uh, more clarification on what in particular action uh, actually deactivates it. But I don't know. It's not really needed. I think they could literally just put if you do any action. Uh, minus yourself being healed like two dots that's it like i think if you touch a door then you should also lose it as neo said um i think if you're fully healed then obviously you're not being tunneled so you should lose it as well um but obviously as tat said earlier there's situations where if you get off the hook and someone touches you and heals you by mistake you don't want to lose your ds um yeah so, so yeah i mean it, they just need to be a bit more clear about what you can and can't do with d-strike Someone asked an interesting question today on one of my videos, and it was like, if you have inner strength, will you lose D-Strike? And I was like, interesting. 
off the top of my head, I think, yes, you will, because technically you have healed yourself, but... No, it's performing an action. You have to cast this action. So do you think that'll like, work then? Disabling a totem, losing a medkit, healing civil other survivors, working on a gen, uh, double-charging hooks. They, they stated it's only on actions. Now you don't do an action, you just stand in a locker because locker doesn't doesn't uh, disable it. Uh, healing with inner strength won't disable it as well. This is also the case with second wind. Yep. It, as long as you're not actually healing, then it won't deactivate. Right, yep. right. And I'm presuming that's going to be the case for adrenaline as well then, because that's obviously out of your hands a bit. Right, okay, the second part then was Object of Obsession, Neo, your fav one of your favourite perks, shall we say. So that's being changed. What do you guys think about that? I might go last of this one. In that, in that case, I think I'm going to go first then. Uh, I, uh, I really like this change as well. Really like the way that they've added sort of a almost rock, paper, scissors style element to the perk where... You know the killer brings the the aura reading perks but then object counters those directly so that that's good my uh this is another one though that i've got a, a change i would make to it is that the whole three second reveal factor i think they should just either completely do away with it or flip the numbers because the way i see it all you really need is it to be an aura read counter you don't need to have the whole like randomly exposed to the killer part because like it's already giving you the info of like if you randomly get revealed and see the killer right okay he's got a uh, barbecue because he's just hooked someone or he's got undying because i just got revealed randomly walking and there's a dull totem there you shouldn't there's no need to have the random three second reveal timer limit to it in my opinion because i think there needs to be more perks that are just hard counters to others kind of like how strider and iron will work where if a survivor's got iron will you just don't hear them unless you've got strider which hard counters iron will there needs to be more perks like that, and the new object could do that for aura reading perks, but in my opinion, they need to get rid of the three-second reveal factor. Um, I think this is a great change overall. Uh, Quinny covered most of it, really. Um, but I think alert is going to be more common now because it's a better source of information, and at least you're not exposing yourself to the killer like this perk is doing. Um, it can't be abused 24-7 anymore, and it can't be called out to Swifts because the information isn't that consistent because in 30 seconds a killer can move around quite a lot um but it's going to be great for survivors to know if the killer's got barbecue and chili for example so distortion's no longer going to be needed ever again you can just bring object i guess um and i'm not sure how this is going to work with stealth killers as well because if you're in stealth i assume when the 30 second timer goes up for three seconds you still won't be able to see the killer hmm. but they'll be able to see you and i'm hoping that it's no, no, it shouldn't have that directional uh, lighting up thing for stealth killers. So I think this is going to be good for stealth killers. It's also going to be very good for Freddy as well, because when you're in the dream state, you can currently see Freddy 24-7 with object, mm. uh, but now you won't be able to, which is great. And I know you're going to love that yeah, part about it. Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, this is a great perk. It's not something that can be abused by Swifts, and it's going to take a lot more skill to use correctly. So I like the change overall. Captain Salty? You like an object of obsession? Yeah, but I have something to say about uh, obsession perks in general. The devs stated in a Q and A in 2017 that obsession perks are used uh, were designed for a survivor that specifically gets targeted by a killer. And I don't, I don't mean tunneled, but 
there's a reason that the obsession, like kind of arms of the entity, like moving when you get chased. That should be a signal for our survivors that they are safe to do whatever they wanted to do. That's why this all this this all reading of the killer knows where you are, but also you know where the killer are is basically the the reason why object of obsession was used. The problem was in its current state, it was used in mainly so I feel friends groups to just like call out the killer for people that should not see it. Now it's it's still the same up, uh, thing, but it doesn't push so I feel friends anymore. So now it's a really good solo queue perk where you can run it to get an. Uh, an obsession in the in the in the whole in the whole uh, in the whole match, and then people can actually see when the obsession is getting chased when it's chased. So the purpose of this perk was always to make, give the killer a target of who he has to chase, and on purpose. And that was the purpose of this perk. And now it's fair, and every three seconds the killer sees the survivor, and like everyone sees the killer when he loses an hour perk, which is like completely fair because it's not permanent and you still have this purpose of survivors wanting to get chased with running this perk that's all interesting um my thoughts on object of obsession is yeah i've always thought object of obsession in survival friends is is broken so really glad with the changes other proposed changes i still think there'll be more changes done to this when they get the feedback I really do. So a few things mentioned there. I think Skinny Quinny, it was you, wasn't it? About the three seconds. Um, so we'll see what happens. Neo, I'm conscious. You said you wanted to go last. Yeah, I well, I think I just felt like I should be the one that goes last considering I'm not pretty much the one who actively yeah. still uses that perk. So yeah, go ahead. When it comes to... Okay. Like I mentioned last uh, week that I dislike that this perk is my favorite perk to use. And I'm actually more than happy with these changes. The only thing I'm also seeing is with these changes to the perk that if I said we were in a we were in a four man and say I was running that perk, by what I'm going off with this reading, you can actually you can actually seem to discover what perks that the killer has more easier now with that perk as well. So it can actually be a lot more of an information perk, uh, given to different or given to you with solo or in survivor friends. So you can actually also figure out what perks the killers are using uh, easier as well. Like say if I was running it and it was, you know, the light that has the aura while he's running, well, I would be able to figure that out and figure out what add-ons and stuff they're running as well. So to me, it's very, it's, it's a lot more of a, a lot more of an information perk now going to the point of of the other side of it of being what add-ons and what perks the killers should could be running so in a it, it's definitely not going to be as powerful in a scf and swf like telling people where the killer is and stuff and all that crap but it also has unlocked a way to give other type of informations to your friends is what I see when it comes to this perk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they haven't. Correct me if I'm wrong. They haven't even said when this is going to be coming in. Is, uh, am I right? Because I, I know decisive strike. That's going to be the next chapter. Did they say the same for object, or was that going to be future? They didn't know yet. They said it is a proposed change. They don't know how to implement that yet, and they're waiting for feedback till they announce when it come when it's actually happening. It's right. just a concept. Right. 
Well, we'll see what happens. And obviously, if, if people listen to this, if you want to give your feedback, then please take this opportunity to give your feedback on the perks to the developers. And hopefully we'll have, like we said earlier, a bit more uh, better communication in regards to things changing the game. Right, last uh, thing on the devs Q&A was the killer rework. And this was um, bringing it round to some uh, a question that you mentioned before, Neo, about why do people mean who they do? And I thought we'll bundle the question together. But firstly, killer rework, Freddy, Demogorgon and Huntress with Demo being next. When I looked at it, I thought, actually, what would they do to Demogorgon and Huntress? Do you guys have any idea of what you'd like to see change with them too. Obviously with a Huntress I'd like to see Eerie Heads removed but I'm not too sure on the rest. What do you guys think about that? Uh, Demogorgon, probably just some add-on changes and statistical improvements to the killer. They say that they were overall really satisfied with Demogorgon so I don't expect too much to change there. Huntress, um, hopefully nothing changes about her base power. And they just rework all of her add-ons, get rid of Exhaustion, get rid of Eerie Head, make her have two Ultra Rares, just like every other killer. And uh, hopefully they also give her some chase music as well. That'd be nice. Yeah, I hope they don't change Huntress's base kicks. I've been using a lot of her and having a lot of fun with her. I think something they do need to change is her hitboxes. They're still messed up. And over certain objects, it looks like you can throw over them, but you just hit like nothing. You hit like an invisible wall. So that's something that needs to be fixed for sure. Uh, Eerie Head needs to go immediately. Um, Demogorgon's base kit is very weak, um, and his add-ons don't really do you any favors other than the portal speed add-ons. I'd like to see his portal cooldown increased, decrease, sorry, so that he can teleport more often. Maybe even just get rid of it because it'd be good if he can constantly teleport back and forth. Um, maybe even something to do with the heartbeat when someone steps on a portal. Maybe it just automatically gives information rather than him having to go into shred. Because it'd be a great source of information for him as well. Um, who was the other killer you mentioned? Uh, it... Huntress, Demogorgon, Freddy. Freddy was Freddy, the other one. Just... I... Yeah, his, he's got too much going for him. So they need to remove one of his powers or make it so that when he's... It's harder to fall asleep for survivors. Um, so there's, maybe there's not a passive timer. Maybe he actually has, just has to hit you, you know, I think we went into Freddy a lot last week. We did, I yeah. I think we, we, we brought up Freddy before because if I remember rightly, it was you, Tat, that mentioned about changing the wake-up system. So you said, some, you know, if the, rather than it spawn on the other side of the map, the alarm clocks just spawned randomly closer by that would and the teleport to take a little bit longer to recover. Am I right in thinking yeah, that was I, you, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I said that the alarm clocks, like, you shouldn't have to use only one. You can use whichever alarm clock you want to wake up so that you don't have to run across the entire map. Do that and then also remove all of his slowdowns because they're miserable. I think yeah. he's, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, demo, honestly, just want a little bit of stats change, maybe just adding, what was it, rat liver or rat tail, whatever it was, rat to liver, base. Yeah. 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 Base. That, that would be that would honestly just be nice um freddy pretty much mostly agree with like cat about the alarm clocks in certain spots really i just want like the dream world to be changed and get rid of the uh slow down while in dream world because it's right now it's just getting complete passive slowdown for just people falling asleep because of how easy it is for people to fall asleep and um 
with Huntress and uh, yeah, don't change anything with Huntress. Uh, add-ons, add-ons. Of course, Eerie Head's going to be changed. Eerie Head will most likely be changed. I'd either like Eerie to be forced one in the chamber would be funny, and I would like to see a forced one in the chamber of Eerie Head. And even though Tat was saying it's a joke, I really want to have one that causes uh, causes um uh, a deep wound because I thought that'd be funny as fuck. What in the Huntress? <laughs> yeah, I'd love Huntress to cause deep wounds. Like Tat was saying on his stream, as like sort of more of a joke sort of thing, but I was. <laughs> Like, please make this happen. This would be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see. I like the idea of Iri Heads going down to one. That'd be that'd be good. You have to be a good shot to run Iri Heads. Like, even though now it's one, but you just run like the bag. Or is yeah. it the bag? I don't know. Just to have three, make it forced one. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Salty? Okay, about the Huntress, they mentioned they won't change much. They will just like uh, adjust the add-on so she gets a second iridescent like any other killer has. Uh, gets on par with all the add-ons. I think they mentioned maybe getting one of the weaker, but in in uh, in general one of the stronger add-ons of uh, Demogorgon into his base kit. Something like they did with Clown and the bottle, like that he doesn't have to reload the bottles as long. Maybe something like Red Liver gets base kit. I don't know. They have mentioned what they did with that. And uh, about Freddy, I said it once. I want old Freddy back. Give me the mechanic that that he can. That he has to pull everyone in the dream world. And when he's successful, people can only wake up when failing skill checks. Give me that back. That I'm I'm okay with that. Even buff uh, Dream World back to sixty percent slowdown because it was so hard putting them all in Dream World. <laughs> it's nine. It was yeah. eight seconds casting, and after twelve seconds they fall asleep, and that's our time. And before that, you could not interact with them. Bring that back. It's already strong enough. She, he can teleport to Jens. On top of that, make him just pull them all in the Dream World once. And if they are in Dream World, they can't wake up by clocks or waking themselves up. They have to fail a skill check, so we basically know where they are all the time. If they have to wake themselves up, bring back old Freddy, please. Maybe maybe we can start a campaign where they can you can have it as an add-on, an add-on that lets you play as old Freddy. I know it's not going to work, but wishful thing. Bring a new killer wishful. that is like old Freddy. <laughs> like I just want old Freddy back. I wasted two K hours in learning that guy. I want this back, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's... I, re I really want Old Freddy back too. I absolutely loved playing Old Freddy. It was so enjoyable for me. Yeah, a lot of, a, a lot of people have said that, have went along them lines, that they really enjoyed The Last Freddy. I never played The Last Freddy. I, I'm only used to the overpowered one that keeps me boosted, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was like, it was like, Jesus was not important. I mean, you had to work for, like a control state of game. You had to... Uh, comp uh, keep them all in dream world so you can see what they do because you had aura read in the dream world so you didn't want them to get out of the dream world so you did not waste time chasing you did you uh check the gens like you will make sure that nothing happens and you were stalling the game forever like forever free without even like having slowdown add-ons or something like that that was basically already if you managed to pull them all four in the dream world they could not wake themselves up and had to fail skill checks to get out of there so basically in the end, if you got that right and you controlled the game and you played around the tactic to get them all into Dream World, you basically won by people giving up because they were tired of playing this game. You know, <laughs> that was the 
that was basically all Freddy. It's like the safe was abysmal. He couldn't hit people when they're not asleep. He had to pull all people individually into the dream world and they could just easily wake himself up while like finding someone and clapping a bit. Yeah. Well, that, as I said, we can start. Maybe we'll start by messaging the developers and being like, Captain Sol, he wants all Freddy back. Right. On to the next thing. The next thing, I know it's going to be a bit close to your heart, Captain Salty. Gent slowdown perks. Is it necessary? Do you want to go last on this one, Captain Salty? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the map, killer, and survivors that you're facing. Um, in general, like, it depends uh, really on those things. Because as nurse... Like, I don't use any slowdown, I just use all awareness because Nurse doesn't need it if you're actually good. And then when I play Legion, Legion already has slowdown in his base power, so all I use is like Surge just to make it really convenient to damage gens, and that's basically it. Um, but if you're versing the uh, like a bunch of casual players, you, you're really not going to need slowdown, just like you know, double up on uh, on chase or awareness, and you'll do just fine. I don't, I don't think that it's necessary to run Dying Light with Thanophobia and Ruin because you can't get to the gen on the other side of the map. I, I don't think that's a thing. I, I just think that's uh, people uh, just being really bad <laughs> and needing everything they can. Um, I, I don't have a problem with, uh, with gen speeds and, and needing a bunch of regression perks. Uh, pretty much do agree that we don't really need slow down well, a lot of people don't really need slow down perk but then again i'm honestly just a kind of a jerk and someone who likes honestly has got has gotten to like annoying people with stacking a bunch of slow down just to piss, piss them off like for and some slowdowns can work really well for example i love using something like I love using uh, Thanatophobia on Legion to give them more an incentive to try and heal themselves because healing against Legion is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's more, I don't really feel like we need it, despite the fact that I'm bad at games and I still need to slow down on Nurse. And um, just, I don't know, don't really need it, but I like annoying people. Um, I think tatted the nail on the coffin there. It's basically like it depends on what killer you're playing and what map you get. It's all very RNG. Um, if I'm playing a fast mobility killer or someone like Legion, for example, you probably don't need it as much because you're constantly on the attack and they won't even have a chance to do gens if you're playing right. Whereas if you're playing a slow killer that lacks map pressure, like Clown, for instance, it's always good to have a slowdown perk. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very killer dependent, but. Sometimes the gens just fly way too fast against good teams, and if I can see in a lobby that I think a team is good, I'll more likely bring one just to buy me some more time in the game. Um, but yeah, I think so. It sort of it depends. Yeah, I just agree with what what's been said by everyone that it's it's entirely down to the the map, the killer, and the teams you're against. You know, I I personally on my blight I do have pop and oppression, but I've been playing without that as well, and I can still fairly easily get like three four k's just because I'm blight. And then on other killers, you could do the same. It's it's very dependent on the killers. Obviously, Blight has the 
the advantage of being a fast mobility killer that can go from one end of the map to the other in seconds, but then someone like Trapper might struggle. He'd have to play more defensively than aggressively, but you can still play totally fine without slowdown. Just depends on the killer of the map and the team. Yeah, I agree as well. I mean, we, we've had this discussion quite a few times, and if you look at my games, normally... You yeah. pop-loving boosted player, dude. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am, but it's like I was trying to explain to you yesterday. It's like when the question was asked about Thrill and Tremors, for example, that's one of my favourite packs. Now, people will say, why don't you just use barbecue? But I'm just like, I use Thrilling for the same reason because I do, I'll, I'll probably play very defensively. I play the objective and that's to defend the gens. Sometimes I've had games, especially if I'm playing as Hag or Trapper, where the games have gone on for like 25 minutes because I've just went, right, okay, I'm losing this game. I'm just going to go and defend these three gens. Um, but my objective is to defend these gens. And I played a game today as Doctor, and literally the game finished after four minutes, if that. You know, the guys would just have to go and rough game for your end. I was like, yeah, I was just the complete wrong killer with the wrong build against them people. And it is very map dependent. I was on a fractured cow shed and they just took me around. You could see they knew what they were doing around that loop with the cows strung up above it, you know, and they knew they just maximized every loop and the rest of them done the gens. And I do sit there and I think, well, I'm using it for information to same with thriller. Uh, not thrilling, Tinkerer, you know, that's, again, another one. If I count my favourite packs, it's always Pop, Tinkerer, and Thrill. Now, I know people say it's a bit over the top, especially you, Captain Salt, you know, you're like, look at them packs you're using. But that's why I, I find myself, I'm getting a range of games. I played a game as Freddy yesterday. Five generators were still done, and there was they all died. And then I played a game this morning, and it was a very, very sweaty game. So... Because you can't see, and I know Potato, you've just mentioned that, you might get an inkling, you might look and think, these look like a team, you know, if they all load in together, yeah, it's very like the Survivor Friends, very likely to be a tough game. But because you don't know that beforehand, there's no middle game for me. It's either an extremely boring game, where, yes, I will acknowledge the Survivors and say, sorry about that, guys, the build was too powerful for this, but then I'll have a game, and I will put the game up this week, um, where I, it was just non-stop and if I didn't have those perks I probably would have got beat even with Freddy because the survivors were that organised and that coordinated and they were survivor friends they were all on comms so that's my thoughts on it but go ahead Captain Salty shoot me down <laughs> okay first of all I don't have anything against thrilling I just hated the combo of like trying to slow down the gents as much as possible and that's what thrilling plus pop does if you put on corrupt on top of that, that's overkill. But like now, that's just okay. The thing what people always mistaken is that slowdown perk doesn't win you a game. It's the pressure you are able to uh, to put on a team. And slowdown perks only help if you are able to put pressure. Let's say you play on a map like Temple of Purgation against a really good team. And I counted that on this map is 18 pellets and 12 of them are un-my-gameable. If people know that they are un-my-gameable and they try to loop you exactly on that point, you can't do anything. And Pop Goes Weasel doesn't give you value because you can't end chases, you can't get hooks. And that's why you will not be able to slow down the game. So in this case, 
the only perk that is actually helping you and is not even really helping you is ruin because you go scare them off the gens they you chase them a bit gen regresses but it doesn't save you the game because it just buys you a bit more time and if you don't have ruin you know you can't go for the chase as long as possible. You have to go back and maybe check if the guy that you abandoned at the strong loop is maybe now sitting on the gen. Especially if you think it's a survival friends. You have always have to have in the back of your head, the guys are survival friends. So someone will tell them that they worked on the gen. It's already done, but, but like the killer chased us off so we can't... Uh, work on this anymore. If you know that and have keep that in mind, you go back to the gen because your objective is to prevent survivors from ending the game. And if you needed hooks, you will get that by survivors that getting that that, that are broken under the pressure you apply because you don't let them briefing room to actually do something, which is then called snowball. You don't need perks for that. You can just do that by 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 having the uh, knowledge of what you're doing. The same thing is like if you spawn in the map and you know the map spawns, you go directly to that. I mentioned that in the in the precast of this podcast that that survivors always spawn free and one. As the only time they don't spawn as free and one stack is if they brought this like shroud of I don't even know the name because it's terrible. It just basically says killer if you find one survivor, you find them all. You know? It's basically a bad offering that you never should bring. Um and even if you know you know that they spawn in three or one, if you find one survivor, you know you found the, the survivor that spawned alone. So you should you, you search around the spawning area of the survivor to find the next three. And if you find the next three, you know what everyone is doing. And most likely, if people spawn on the gen, they will work on it. So the only thing you have to do in the beginning of a, of a match is like checking where survivors spawn and the nearby gens where they spawned at. If you don't do that and you run into like one guy that is not on the gen running into you, basically baiting you to chase them and you go for the chase, that's basically just, hey, chase me because my friends want to do generators. And if you fall for that, it's on you. That's that's yeah. why no, people I... think they need slowdown perks yeah. because that's what they do. They want to chase because they think, oh, chasing is so much fun. It's mind gaming. And but they don't realize that most chases in this game are survivor sided. And they basically, you basically limit yourself by going for those things that survivors want you to do. It's basically following the survivor rulebook by going for chases and chasing everyone and not one, two times after they got unhooked. It's basically following the, the yeah. survivor rulebook. Well, that's, I mean, that to me, I hear what you're saying. Um, and obviously, if anybody else wants their thoughts on it, I disagree in regards to Dren Slowdown in regards to the perks I'm using, because besides Tinkerer, for example, the rest are in my control. So I cannot, like you said, so pop and thrilling. So I have to still put the pressure on. I still have to do everything because it's not a ruin where it's just going to be working away. I've st I'm get I'm rewarding myself for actually putting the pressure on down in the survivors and then going to them to get them. That is my reward for it. Like I said, Tinkerer, yes, that works on its own. That's just information pack for me. And I hear what you're saying about the spawns, but some people don't know spawns. You use discordance. You know, that's another pack yeah, that I use that's quite why. a lot. Um, it's yeah. to get me to get the pressure straight away. So I wouldn't class them as such as slowdown packs that I'm having to rely on because 
you know, thrilling, for example, I've got multiple downs and I've not had it. Pop, with obviously the time changing, sometimes you, you might not get her again on time or someone else might come in the way and you don't use it. But any other opinions on that from the rest of you? What do you guys think about that? I just wanted to throw something in quickly about pop that is actually quite noticeable. If in an ideal world, well, for one, when you verse pop as a survivor, that's the most, kind of one of the most demoralizing things seeing your generator lose 25%, to be honest. Yeah. But I've actually noticed that have, if in an ideal where you use all your pops and use all your pops, you kick them, you get all your stacks and you win the game, it actually adds like almost, if not almost, I'm pretty sure like 50% more generator that you have to do to the game because all up it adds like two and a half generators if you manage to get every do every single kick and make it ideal. So Pop can actually add like two and a half generators to the game. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's all yeah, about, I, I think it's really, I, I, I love the pack. I know, was it you, Skinny Quinny, that said it's overrated? Yeah, I don't get me wrong. I use it because it's more, it's consistent compared to Ruin, which can either go at the start or be there all game. Yeah. So that's why I, I still use Pop, but I personally think because it's only on one gen at a time and you've still got to defend like six other gens in, as well as the one you kick. And then also the fact that, yeah, it's 25%. If one survivor gets on that, that's crippling. But if two of them hop on that, that 25% is undone in five seconds. By the time you've kicked it and gone for someone else, if two survivors hop on that gen, Pop was irrelevant. Like it's gone. <laughs> I've had that happen to me so many times, and I've thought, well, what was the point in popping it then? Because they've just gone and undone it. Like, don't get me wrong, it is still better than Ruin, in my opinion, just because it's consistent, but it's very overrated. Like, I, I find myself, like I said, with I use oppression with it because that can then cover multiple gens and, and help me out there, but I would never use just pop on its own. I'd always have something backing it up just because it's that. That's, that's why weak. I have Discordance as well, for that exact reason. <laughs> My Freddy build's really simple. Discordance, pop, thrilling, and tinkerer. That is it. That's all oh. I need. <laughs> what, what, what I want to suggest is that's stacking tinkerer and Discordance. If they want to work on the gen as a group, you know it. If they finish the gen, you know it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's basically, you always know what the fuck they do. Yeah, that's how yeah. you play killer. You play the controlling route of like, oh, they finish the gen? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. they sort of start the gen? I don't think so. That, that's, that's what this makes this perk so unfair. And if a killer knows, that this that this this generator pressure is the biggest thing that he has to do, and chases don't do anything because you can outmind game people at uh, at loops, and you still get uh, gen rushed by baby survivors. You know that no, they just sit on gens and do the gens. You can still lose a game just because you are outmind gaming at at loops, but they gen rush. You know that that's the thing. If people understand that actually having an a chance of having knowledge when survivors do gens, like surveillance, for example, or something like that, when they touch a gen or begin a gen, especially when they spawn in the map and they like spawn in three stacks and two people start on working a gen, you directly know they're starting on a gen. And that's knowledge for you to either get your next direction where you go or, oh, can I have time to do that? You know, it's like, I don't care about this gen, it's too far away, it's out of my free gen, let them do it. Let them waste yeah. time on the gen that I don't even want, you know? It's that's why this cons is such a good perk. Even if it never happens, you know they are not stacking on one gen. They are probably splitting or one person is like 
it's like the hopeless one that just has to do all the gens because your teammates are st uh, sitting in the basement searching for yeah. chests. Well, it's funny you should say that. When, I, when I've been playing games last week, I panic when Discordance doesn't go off at the beginning because I'm like, shit, these survivors know what to do when they've all split up. You know, so it can be uh, it can be off-putting. I'm just conscious, guys, about the time. Does anybody else have anything to say about slowdowns? Or yeah, I'm not finished. Go on. Then. Uh, the thing about this is now I forget what I wanted to say. Fuck. Okay, let's 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 just continue. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> One... move. Sorry. One thing I just want to quickly throw in, since I've mentioned it, about uh, oppression. Um, there was a game I had recently where I went and kicked a gen that had like no progress just to get oppression off for the info. And right on the other end of the map, uh, they met, messed up a skill check and I went over there. And then I, it was against a streamer. When I went back and watched the VOD, there was three people on that gen. All three of them filled oppression. So that was instantly 30% taken. And that's 5% more than pop. So... Oppression's stronger than pop, in my opinion. Like, That's just something I thought I'd mention. I like oppression. I, I like oppression. I, I, when I'm playing clown, I have oppression on there. For I can't remember who said it now. What do you guys just said? It all depends on the killer, and the clown hasn't got that mobility, so I will use oppression on the clown because. But I don't need oppression, say for instance, on Freddy, because I can just whiz around the map, not a problem. But yeah, it's, it's a good point, and it's something that I mentioned before. But I think we'll probably speak about it next week but i think there needs to be more balance sometimes to some of the perks in regards to pushing some of the lesser known perks up um rather than just playing the meta all the time because you do generally revert to the same the same perks that you know are quite strong right okay the reason why I okay to... i know what i wanted to say again Go on, then. um you mentioned pop but pop you rest realized that you play pop against potatoes on top of potatoes, you break potatoes' hearts with pop because in any other situation, pop doesn't do anything. Against good survivors, you can't catch them because they don't give you the decent chase. And if you go out of your way to down a survivor, you're already lost because you are desperate to get the pop off. Which is like the problem with pop. It's like it depends on the skill of the survivors. If you face against potatoes, yeah, this, this perk is demoralizing. You're like, oh, we worked on the gen, now it's gone. Like, you know, it's like it's, but it doesn't work against the people you need to slow down. And that's why I say pop is overrated because it doesn't work against the best fucking players in the game because they don't give you efficient chases. You need to end your chases fast to get the pop goal, to get the pop value, to get the hook. Then you have to go to the gen. And if the people just go two people on the gen, the pop value is gone. It's too much effort for less for, for less effect. And it's only effective against people that already don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know? That's that's what I always say. It's like same with Ruin. In most cases, if they just sit on the gen and one guy is actually looping you and wasting your time, Ruin does absolutely nothing. Like, even if you scare them off a gen and then, like, after you chase, one is hopping on the gen again, this gen is not progressing anymore, so you Ruin absolutely did nothing. And it's like, only way slowdown perks actually have any value is in the sweet spot between top tier and above average, between dead, like, good people. Not not top tier, but good decent teams. Like th that dot, those are the sweet spots that you have to hit to actually get value off that slowdown perk. Otherwise, it's a waste of a perk slot, and that's what people don't understand. It's like you you crush potatoes with that. You know, I had a game where I did the survivor challenge where I started with Dwight, 
And when I escape with Dwight, I go to Mac and something like that. And we lost the game because people were caught by the doctor all the time. A doctor at search and pop. Yeah. Like searching next to the Zen and popping because your teammates play bad and you are like the only one that does Zen. Like maybe it's second one. And they d would get down in near the Zen. 10% regression through search. So you are working on it. You have to go this. To, and then he comes back, chases you off the gen and kicks the gen. And you're like, what did I do in the last like 30 seconds? I lost that all just because my team play, teammates play bad. And that's what the killer is begging, begging on every game that you get survivors, that you actually get value of pop. Because in the games where you actually think, oh fuck, I need pop, they never get value because survivors play too good to give you value of pop. And that's the thing with Pop Goes the Weasel or Hunter's Lullaby, something like Dying Light. The payoff is not good enough. Against Hunter's Lullaby, if you, if you slaughter the, the survivors and you get them on the hook all the time, and you get five stacks of Hunter's Lullaby as fast as possible, of course you win the game. It, you won it because people throw, yourself, throw themselves at you and give you free pressure. Right. But you don't win it against a good team. What I'll do... Because I've got, like I said, I've got a Freddy video that's going to go up. Whether or not you say, well, it doesn't count because it's Freddy. But I thought they were good survivors. You can judge that for yourself when the video goes up. I'll get the video up probably Tuesday now. Uh, and see, I'll, I'll put a counter on. I'll put a pop counter on and see how much value I get out of it. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I just know that it was a sweaty game. So yeah, but, but instead, like if you get if you get it down on a survivor, survivor's not good because if a survivor's good, no killer can actually can fight uh, no, them. No, I, dis I disagree with you there. The, the, the chase what, is it, in the favor of the killer. That's why you have a blue. No, it's that's not. That's why you have, you know, that's why the killer's quicker. So yes, you can be held up for a while, but eventually you should be able to yeah. catch a survivor. Try it on Haddonfield against a good survivor team, and he knows how to fucking loop you, and you will never down him. If a survivor's truly good, he knows how to do it, but and then, no killer can come after that. But then, that's what I. Yeah. But that's what I say. If you play against top teams, because you never play against top teams if you actually get it down against no, them. No, no, no. That's why I also say to tell is not playing against top teams because. Did, did, did they make mistakes in just looping, like mind gaming problems, stuff like that? Good right. team. Let me Don't let me, play let, me at, let me at, explain. Let me explain about the team. The teams that I play. If I play a team that has good loopers, I will not spend my time trying to get that one good looper. I will leave that person and go find the weak links in the team, and that's. That, for me, is the aim of the game. It's 1v4. If you turn it to 1v1, which is something that True Talent yeah. says all the time, you will lose the game. So, yes, there's been times, again, you'll see it on my video today, that you will see that there was times where I let a survivor just run off. I had to because they were taking me to a loop, but it was impossible for me to win. It. Or not impossible because, obviously, eventually I'm going to catch them. But by then, the... the the, the damage is done, so I've got to leave them. I've got to go right. That that survivor's taking me there. Forget about it. So, but anyway, we digress because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go. No, the that problem is <laughs> in a good team. There is no true weak link. The weak link is maybe a bit, 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 a bit weaker in a loop, but he's still too strong for you to handle it. Yeah, that's so a good loop. So I'll move on. I'll move on. To so so else how do team. you win a game if everyone is like decent or really good at loops and they do gents really fast and they waste your time in everything you do? You don't get pressure on in anything. You don't get a stack for barbecue and chili because or like something by pop because you can't end chases in time before the bot the gents pop. How do you get pressure on that? 
it's impossible, and that's what high top tier level play means. Right, and we, that's where no to, perk helps you. <laughs> we are running out of time, so we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, and we'll continue it next week, guys. Just before you go, I know I've got one more question, but it is going to be pretty straightforward. So last week we done our top three killers. So I'd like to know now, four, five, and six. Your next three after that. So for me, I'd pick Ness, Spirit, and Freddy. So just throw out there a couple of minutes. Uh, what so four, five, six in our top killers? Four, five, well, six, yeah. Uh, okay, so to reiterate from last week, it, for me, it went um, it went uh, Nurse Spirit Hag, and then I would say Blight Huntress. Oh, I mean, uh, Freddy Blight Huntress. Freddy Blight Huntress. Yeah. So my top three was uh, Nurse Spirit Hunt. Sorry, Nurse Spirit and uh, Hag, and the next three would actually be the same: Blight Huntress and Freddy. Uh, so my top five would be uh, in order from top to bottom is Nurse Spirit, Blight, Hag, Freddy, and Huntress. Hmm, interesting. Actually, I just remembered something. I would actually say the twins are better than Huntress, actually, in my head. Really? Wrong. I don't know. It's just been my opinion with uh, twins. They've just been so oppressing. So what I wanted to say as well. It's like, explain why twins are better uh, as a really good killer and why you are a sucking killer. <laughs> Especially that because twins uh, basically rewards you from being able to split pressure. You can end chases with, with Charlotte and then send out Victor to keep people off gens. That's easy. That's the only killer that can do that. And if you can master that, like you can see on Hexy or Dowsy's videos, this killer is oppressive as fuck. And I would say my top three were like Nurse, Spirit, Huntress. Then I would say Hack. Then would are Twins. Yeah. I would say I would say Twins is top five killer. Right. Right. Okay. I uh, my top three from last time was uh, Nurse, Spirit, Blight, and then for four, five, and six, I'd probably go Hag. Freddy, and then I'm going to throw a pyramid head up there just because of how quickly he can get people killed. Like, he can have someone on death hook back to back at about 10 seconds apart from, from the moment you hook the first one. I think that's really strong, putting people out really quickly. We're not talking about the potatoes. We're talking about actual survivors that know what they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, they can I, play pyramid head really easy. I agree. I agree. I agree about Pyramid Head. I think I put him in my top five when I done a killer tier list. But I would go like Freddy Spirit Nurse, Hag. Hag's got to be up there for me. I think she's such a strong killer, and I would put Pyramid Head in there as well. So that would be mine. Has everybody managed to have their say? I take that as yes. <laughs> right. Okay, guys. So yeah, we are out of time now. So. Again, thank you very much for coming on, guys. Any other questions that you might have wanted to ask or anything you wanted to add? Oh, tough crowd. Tough crowd. You're all good, mate. Someone should have pulled up a cricket sound effect and played it yeah, on the mic. I think that's what I'm going to put on. Yeah, yeah. I we think... talk about that top tier bullshit again, okay? Like, <laughs> show me a game where you actually play against good survivors that outplay you and how you win that. 
Pop goes the Weezer. He's still going on, guys. He's still going on. Right. I'm going to end. Do we want to make, <laughs> do we wanna make it? Fucking... DC. You can't lose if you don't play. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, but right. Anyway, guys, really appreciate you coming on again. Are you guys okay with going live next week? Sure. The last one? Sure. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, if we go live and then... I'll have some questions down, but we'll just get people to write stuff Destroying in. Destroying people live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, right. So Let me... Not too many sweepers in chat when Salty starts going on a rant. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can uh, laugh. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so... I have to laugh so there's not many sleepers. <laughs> well, I'm just sat here now going, right, get that Freddy video up. That's my mission now. Forget about the podcast. Get our Freddy video up. <laughs> but no, I we'll. Uh... I guess when I see it, I can I can link like ten things that didn't make this team good, and you were like just boosted. Yeah, yeah. thinking that yeah. it's a good team. They were all they were really ranked twenties. Like I, just... I play tournament games. I know what the fucking good team is. <laughs> you can't catch them. Like if they're good, like if they're just fucking around and stuff and trying to bait you and waste time for you, they will like let you hit them because they get the speed boost. But if they are truly good, they don't. You don't hit them. Doesn't matter. They are strong pellets. They use that strong pellet and they don't drop it. And you have no po point of being at strong pellets if they don't drop it. You have no basis there, and the rest is like just like doing gens. You have no chance. Like no perk helps you there. Maybe devour hope five stacks, killing them instantly. That's the only thing that you can bag on and get those teams. Yeah, no, but that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So anyway, guys, we'll leave it at that. We, I'm sure we can continue this on next week. Um, again, thank you very much for coming on, guys. Next week we'll do it as a live session. So I'll message you all during the week and let you know how that works. But if you have any ideas, then please feel free to let me know. Hello everyone. How's it Potato? It's the other Cheryl Main. Yes, Cheryl Main. <laughs> I do very well, thank you guys. Very, very, very well. I will bite my tongue on my opinions on Cheryl. You better. <laughs> Lisa is cute. Lisa is sexy, okay? I would buy Lisa just to watch her ass all the time in the game. Yeah, all right. Cheryl is not why, why, why not do Lisa. that? Oh, Cheryl is waifu. We need to discuss sure, sure. who Why is would top you do that when you can play Quinton? Why would you do that because when you can play Quinton? I'm sorry, I have yeah. the most accurate uh, tier list in the world. Oh, um, no, I know exactly which yeah. one I'm going to send. Spirit and Susie in this tier is one. The, uh, the best tier list, guys. I'm sorry. Survivor this, tier this list? Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay, Kate? What the fuck? <laughs> Where did you put it? It's in the uh, podcast chat. Okay, yeah, I like it. I like it. That is top tier tier list. I'm putting it in my Discord. <laughs> here's me just, just here's me just like, but Quinton. No, Quinton is no. But basic Cheryl looks so shit. Like even Yui looks better. I would put Yui over Cheryl. Yeah, but you have to get the bugged outfit, Cheryl. It's top tier. <laughs> you wait until they patch that bug and then you'll uh... be crying. <laughs> is not top tier anymore. Yeah, okay. she goes Pointing down DVD. in tears. Pointing DVD should stay happened. should stay top tier if we don't change the outfits. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only reason I can see Cheryl is her light Lisa skin. That's the only reason I can see her top tier, because Lisa's looking sexy. It's like I would just buy Lisa to watch on her ass all the time when she doesn't generate or runs away. 
But like <laughs> Cheryl, I can't deal with that shit because she's ugly. No. I mean, no, does does no. the ass does the ass Cheryl forgive Cheryl. the like creepy smiling first? Yeah, it's proper creepy. That nurse outfit creeps me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. So waifu I'm, tier I'm gonna be honest. I wish someone was recording just so we can have a like section <laughs> at the end of the I podcast. Am. It's like, I am recording. What was it? Oh, you are recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this yeah. yeah. going like a blooper reel, like a blooper reel at the end when you just when you just say, "And this is the conversation before." Yeah, yeah. Creepy smiles like even like makes it better in my opinion. It's like it makes her even more waifu. No. So I'll, I'll cut this oh. on at the very end. It'll be like, there you go, guys. This is how serious we take this podcast. Mm. <laughs> We're talking about wife material out of the characters. <laughs> All right. So thanks for that, guys. As always, a big special thanks to the guys coming on the show. Captain Salty, Tat, Neo, Skinny Quinny, and Potato Legion. Again, your time is much appreciated. Next week, we are doing a special episode. We are going to be live for it on YouTube, so make sure you tune in. Pop into the chat, ask us any questions, and hopefully we can give you some good answers. Alright, and if you do enjoy the video, guys, don't forget the usual drill. Like, comment below. And if you haven't done so already, press that subscribe button and click the notification bell to be alerted on all new videos. Alright, thanks guys. <laughs>